Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. G'day, Russ. How are you, mate? <laughs> well, thank you. How are you? Good, my man. It's hustle and bustle leading up to uh, the festive season. Yeah, it is all going. Uh... Yeah. All right, so today we're here to talk, uh, following on from our training about how to smash the next 12 months, is to go over uh, in depth how you actually go about charging for your expertise, how you go about charging for your quotes, and in particular, uh, if you could walk us through your process. And I guess start with, uh, why did you decide to stop doing free quotes and how did this come about charging for your your expertise. Bit of a long story, really, but I'll keep give you the short version. Okay, Dad. <laughs> so we were a number of years. I've been charging for quotes in my early stage budgeting for over seven years now, probably probably eight eight a year now. So I just got sick of being taken for granted, really, and doing all these quotes and spending a whole lot of time um, for Thai kickers, people that were just price checking um, with other builders. Yep. Um, yeah. So so. Decided, hey, this is this is not us. You'd, you'd you'd give your expertise, all your your knowledge, and everything um, for free. And you know, when you go anywhere else in this world, whether you go to your doctor, your lawyer, your marriage guidance counsel, whatever, yep. they'll charge you for every step of the way. hundred percent. So, basically, decided, you know, don't want to be taken for granted. Um, but the big the big key thing for me one day, we had a client who'd gone into a professional quantity surveyor and. Paid about three or four thousand dollars for a quote, and to back it up, he gets us to do it, and we're builders free quotes, and just Classic. just it just seemed like yep. yeah, this is this is not happening anymore. And it, and it seems like a lot of people in the industry are doing it, quoting for free, spending a lot of time, and anywhere from you know one to fifteen or twenty hours, basically giving oh, away their expertise. Like, thousands of dollars, you yeah, know, thousands of thousands of dollars worth. If you actually add all your time up. Um, you know, all your quoting time, and if you know, I'm fortunate, I have my own in-house quantities of air, but those who don't may pay a quantity of air to do a job for them. Mm-hmm. But all that time, um, it's huge dollars, and you may not even get the job. And it's very, very easy for a client these days with with the wonderful internet to push a button, send it out to five or six or seven different builders, mm. and get free quotes back. Hundred percent. So yeah. So can you walk us through what your how your process works? So it's cool. Called prelim budget process. Yeah, we, so we do what we call a preliminary budget budget process, and um, you know, over the years, and, and many of you would experience this. You you, you price a job for a client, and you maybe three or four different builders price a, a job for a client, and, and actually the, the job doesn't go ahead because basically all the builders are over the price. The architect's drawn these big fancy wangle plans. Um, the architect, the, the client has no idea how much it's going to cost, and we price it all, knowing it's a job. So. Basically, we decided, hey, let's do a, an early stage costing before it goes to full-on plan. So our process for us and our company is to, to help our client and the architect, for that matter, actually um, check their scope, so their scope of works and their budget meet. And, and you know, so it's not a, it's not a real sales, uh, part of the sales, sure, but it's, it's really actually a, a budget price checkpoint at the early stage so you can keep on track. Awesome. So when should someone, or guess before we get to when should they introduce it what mindset shifts did you have to go through or what was the biggest thing to overcome mentally to go from quoting for free or giving away your time and expertise to actually thinking okay I'm going to charge for this how much should I charge etc because the natural thought is well if everyone else is doing it for free I have to do it for free yeah no very very good 
um, question, Marty, and, and to be honest, that's probably the question that ourselves as builders and, and, and the clients, it's probably our biggest challenge. Actually, your mindset, can I charge for quotes? But what you have to look at is actually not actually you're charging for a quote, you're actually charging for a service which is giving huge amount of value to your client. So your client draws a set of plans for $300,000 and your, your, your early stage budget might come back at three fifty dollars or 400000 Is that a valuable service to your client? Before, we've always heard that the renovations, are, particularly renovations, in this case, run the budget or over, uh, go over the budget. Well, mm -hmm. generally they're not actually over the budget at all because the materials are the materials, the labour is the labour. The fact of the matter is that the architect or, or friends or family or themselves have no idea what that budget should have been for that job. So general rule of thumb, or people say, oh, the builders are too expensive. It's actually not. It's actually not been accurately done at the start. So by going into the early stage, you can help with your experience and expertise, along with your, your, your plumber, your electrician, your drain layer, and other parts of your, you know, your, your wider group of experience, can actually look at um, addressing those problems early on, before they've gone to council, before they've gone into the, spend a lot of money. So what type of jobs do you do this on? Do you do this with every job or any, any job? Um, I pretty much do it on, well, I'll, I'll do it on every job. I mean, once you're getting under, sort of, for me, under a four dollars $50,000 job, we, we don't generally do it. Sure. But, you know, they, there's not much room, I suppose there's not much room for mistake. In saying that, last week I had a job, a, a big set of plans sent to me, pretty much looked at it, said, no, you, you can't do it for your budget. The guy still wants to do a primary budget. It's a $40,000 job. Yeah. Um, we'll charge a fee, we'll go and do it. So, yeah, you can do it for any job you know whether it's a new build residential mm -hmm. anything you do you, you, you can do it because it's just another step in the process how you frame it up your expertise yeah. Yeah. helps qualify out the tire kickers positions you excellently against other builders yeah um, it could be a small bathroom job mm. you know but a bathroom job can be sixty seventy thousand dollars these days they could be, be 20 grand so it doesn't matter what it is it's just the same process the same so, steps so what does the client actually get out of it um, for us, we basically, you know, cause, and there's, there's different, you know, no, no, some of our members that have been very successful have, mm -hmm. have different um, levels as well. For mm -hmm. us, we solely give you um, accurate pricing, and it's more um, around uh, the concepts. It's more, um, it's more consultation, professional consultation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'd often with our clients, we'd, we'd, we'd help them if they got a set of plans or early stage plans. We'd often give them um ways to reduce their budget or different mm -hmm. ideas you know um of the job last week for example is there anything tangible that they get or is it purely a, a it's purely consultation? Pure, no, no no we'll we'll do a full layout um you know we'll do a costing with our our quantitative layer, so you'll get a, a full costed um yeah not down to the last nail but into mm -hmm. different areas we'll have demolition structure so we'll get a we'll get a, a document that they can actually take to their bank mm -hmm. um when they want to look at their loan because a lot of banks will say to your client hey look get a price first Mm -hmm. Well, there's no point getting the price and spending all that money on architects and plans yep. if the bank says, no, sorry, we're not going to loan you the money. 100%. And yeah. what, what, how long are those documents typically and what's in them? Um, usually, the for, gets. yeah, probably, it's usually a three-pager. It, it's usually having, you know, we have a header page with, with mm -hmm. all the, the, you know, the fixed price, or the, the finished price, sorry. And then, we'll, like I say, we'll, we'll have generally have electrical scope in there and a breakdown for electrician. Um, so three or four pages, basically, you know, the finish. A big thing we'll have in the exclusions, what we've allowed, what we haven't allowed for. Yep. We might mm -hmm. have some PC sums, you know, 20, 30, 40 grand for the kitchens. Cool. Things like contract works, insurance, port lose So you, we're, trying to, we're trying to say, hey, that is actually what we believe to be your, your, your job. And how much time are you spending with your team, or team's time in total, putting together these uh, prelim budgets? Um, all depends on um, all depends on the size of it, obviously. So, and, and what another question we 
you know, yeah, how do we, how I was, we can ask about the ratio of what you charge, you know, do you charge 800 bucks for a small one, three and a half K for a big one? Is it a percentage of the size of the job? Yeah, so what we actually do, we charge between 800 and $1,800 mm -hmm. um, for us. And that's a typical renovation, anywhere up to sort of seven, 800,000. If we're doing a million dollar renovation, we'll mm -hmm. charge a bit more, mm -hmm. um, a smaller job. It's sort of a minimum fee of, of, of 800 for a smaller job. Okay. It's not often we'll go under the minimum fee. It's, it's like everything, it still takes a lot of work. Um, you do a bathroom, for example, you're still going to need a price from your plumber, electrician, tyler, all those it, sort of things. It's interesting because we've got a truckload of members using this process, and I see them charging anywhere from 500 bucks to seven grand. And there's a wide range, I guess. Why the wide range, and what are they doing differently that allows them to charge more? Are they providing work and drawing concept plans? Like, are they using an in house draftsman? Yeah, exactly that, Marty. So obviously, I follow our members as well. So um, yeah, most of those members that are charging that higher rate are actually providing a, a sketch design or a draftsman plan as, as well. So we're my company. We're solely just doing pricing off uh, an architect or a, a draftsman sure. plan. So okay, so someone else has already provided plans from the architect, draftsman, etc. Yeah. And then you, do you cap it? Do you go? We're not going to provide more than four hours worth of our quoting time. Or how do you? No, we we did some early. Like how long do these typically take? And well, we've got we've got quite a lot of experience now, so it's like mm -hmm. making a start. So typically, we can do them in a short, short of a shorter frame time. Mm -hmm. We're still doing site visits. We're still meeting up with the electrician and plumber and all those sort of things. So, but I suppose the key point of note here for us and what our process is that nine out of ten times we get the job. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think that's the key. Um, I signed up two contracts yesterday, four hundred thousand and four hundred eighty thousand dollars yesterday, awesome. based on primary budgets, and and both of those jobs have taken probably close on a year from when I first saw them to the, the introducing to my preferred architect. So it's really the process. It's, and and yeah. I suppose I've got the process down a little bit. Um, early days it wasn't. It was like a bit of, a bit of test and measure. So, so why do you think that is? Is it because it establishes up front that you are a professional, you're not willing to give away your time, you're not like all the other builders? Like, What do you think it is that when you're willing to put yourself out there, charge for quotes, or charge for your expertise that differentiates you? Yeah, I think it's um, like I say, it's like anything. We've done it a little bit now. Mm -hmm. Um, so my my, if I was doing a, a testimonial or passed on a, I mean, just this morning I passed on another, you know, to a client, uh, one of my other existing clients. I've just finished a job for. They'll speak about the process. So once you get a start, it's just right. Like, hey, what what did you find about Russell and License Renovations? Hey, well, was the primary budget? How accurate was it? What, did did it give you value? Absolutely. So once you get going, it just sells itself really. How do you introduce this in your marketing? So what do people see? Do you have stuff on your website, in your info pack? Like, how do I know that I'm up for this service and what are the benefits of this service as, yes. a, as a client? Yeah, so it's, in our, um, in our, in our, it's on our website. It's in mm -hmm. my, my marketing. Um, I have a brochure for yep. it. Yep. Obviously PDF, so... The, so and so everyone gets emailed everyone, this in advance before a site visit? Or no, uh, not, not everyone. So I have, I have, um, I have the old ABC... The yep. ABC um, criteria for uh, you know, critiquing my clients and quantifying my clients. So if it's a C client, more than likely I'll ask a few questions and just push the button and send my, my brochure out. And nine times out of ten, you won't hear back if they don't want to know sure. about it, which is absolutely absolutely fine. For my A clients, I will will go out there to the job and introduce it then and there. They've been to my website, they've had a lot, touches briefly on the website, but it doesn't touch too much as to, hey, pay us this. Because it's like anything, if you just put a big thing, hey, we charge you for the quote, it's gonna put a lot of people off. So you need 100%. to be able to go there and show them the value of what the value is. Um, I was at a job yesterday, which was a pretty big job, a very nice villa in, in Grey Lynn. Um, the guy just, you know, when I went there, he just 
yeah, you could see my knowledge, my expertise chatting around his house, absolutely more than happy. Can we can we do something for Christmas? Obviously not. Yep. But you can show the value for me personally more actually meeting on site, looking around his house, chatting to him, discussing it, than I could by any email or any brochure being sent out. 100%. What are the key benefits to the client of going through this process? So the, the key benefits to the client, in my mind, are they're going to get expertise. They're going to get someone that... Um, has time to uh, time to actually really get into the nitty gritty of pricing of your job, mm -hmm. as opposed to just a typical builder. Well, not a typical builder, but uh, you spend a bit of time giving you approximate pricing. Here you go; it's going to cost you five hundred thousand dollars. So when we get you know, early stage, we get some more depth. We get some more options as well. Um, uh, you know, we all look at architects and we think that they're not not dishing architects, but you know, a lot of architects think they're gospel, but they're, they're actually not. I mean, I mean, I'm fifty three years old, got a huge amount of experience. Not all architects that I come across or people that draw plans, I believe, and same with my QS, think that is always the right option for a job. So do you, in the prelim budget, do you go out and get the rest of your team and sub-trades involved? Like, are you asking the plumber, the sparky, et cetera, et cetera, or, or is it just you and your project manager QS? Yeah, so no, no. So we, we will get our plumber involved, we'll get our electrician involved, sometimes our drain layer. Those subbies, they don't cost me any money. Yep. They go out there and do that. Why is that? Because they, they get all our work. Do they do the site visit with you? Do they do it on their own? Or does that not happen unless it's a 500k plus job? Like, no, sometimes they'll, um, they'll sometimes they'll do a site. But either or sometimes we'll try and arrange everyone at the same time. Um, that's not always possible. So they'll contact the client directly. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they'll go and, like our electrician example, may contact the client directly, go over there, do a site visit, come back to us with, with, a, with a layout, electrical layout and pricing that we'll put into our primary budget. The, the, one of the things is that if you've got professional sub-trades and you can get people out to a job, mm -hmm. it's a big factor too because people want their job done. Next minute, your professional subbies are coming out. So it's like, hey, the job's actually happening and, and forming in front of their eyes. So your, your plumber, your sparky, your drain layer, ourselves and my QS, it's like their job's there. So we're talking about present tense. We say, hey, when we do your job, we're going to do this. And um, you know, my electrician here. So it actually starts making it real for them and they start yep. trusting your service and your professionalism comes out. Do you rebate this against the price of the job if they come on board? Like if you have a 500k job, will it be a 500, you know, will it, will that come off the price or will yeah. you just build it in or what? No, no, so we, if we do a pre-budget and they sign up a contract, we'll, we'll basically give them a credit. Cool. Um, nine times out of 10, the credit will sit there. Uh, there'll be some sort of variation or contingency on the job. So it yeah. just gets credited against something on the job. Okay. And how many hours are you typically putting, you and your team putting into this? process say for a give us an example of one of these previous two yeah so for myself very little I'm probably doing a couple of hours you're obviously going to see the client you're having a phone call with them yeah i'll see the client first organize well i'll see the client first initial inquiry then i'll, I'll have the chat nine times out of ten they'll want me to get my preferred architect mm -hmm. and then it's sometimes amazing with a bit of the plans but for me sir myself personally not a lot um peter my qs uh he he's the guy he's that's what he's paid for he's our conscious surveyor in-house so he he pays to do that Depending on the size of the job, he might spend 10, 12 hours. Okay. Um, wow. you know, okay. Yeah, some of the right. big jobs, you imagine some of the bigger jobs, you know, you're doing a million dollar renovation, you've got 30 of different trades, you've got supplies, you've got yeah, for a, sure. a lot of work. But it, like I say, um, the key thing for us, the primary budget is not, it's just really getting paid for your service. It's not, it's not a money making exercise, but long term down the track it is because it yeah. gives you unity with the client. So it's, it's part of your sales process really. It's covering some costs, I guess. So you don't sit there and go, wow, I've got, I can do 50 of these a year and make a whole lot of food. It's actually not about that. It's actually connecting with your client, you know, and giving them good professional information. So what do you do differently 
if they don't have plans, etc. Yeah, good question, Marty. So sometimes we we might draw up our own little sketch plan. Mm -hmm. If you were going to a, a flat, I was at a flat a couple of days ago in Mimura, and it was a, a lady there. It had, no one's it's been rented for for twenty years, and she basically wants a new kitchen, a new flooring, rejib the walls, wiring, power. It's pretty straightforward. There's not any structural plan, so we we just basically draw a sketch of the existing house. We'd always get the um, the client to get our uh, in New Zealand, that is, we'd always get the get the, the property file, so it's going to have the existing, ideally existing plans on there. So at least we've got something to start start from, and we'll give it some different options on flooring, um, different kitchen options, etc. So you will do a little bit more work for mm -hmm. that with no plans. It's easy one if you've got a plan because the scope's generally there. Yeah. So how do you introduce this on the phone? So if I get in touch with uh, your business and I call her, I say hello, licensed renovations. Hey, I want you to come have a look at my garage. See what you can do to extend it. I want to park a few more cows in there. What, you know, do, do you tell me anything over the phone and what exactly do you say? Yeah, so what I've done at that stage is then I'll go through my, my, my questions when you ring up. Like, hey, how'd you hear about us? All those sort of things. You know, have you thought about your budget? Have you got an architect? So you basically, our phone script that, mm -hmm. that all our members will have. Yep. Um, so then I'm going to know if you're a, a, B, or C, initially. Mm -hmm. You'd be an A. Probably not with my garage, but <laughs> yeah, C minus. <laughs> You're C minus with the garage. But, but yeah, so it gives me an idea of how much time and effort at the early stage mm -hmm. I'll put into it. So then we'll talk about that process. I'll probably more likely email mm -hmm. something over to you, or I'll just organise, if you're a real good client, and I'm getting... So do I, I need to, before you show up, do I need to have made a verbal commitment, yes, I'm comfortable with it, or do I need to sign anything and go, yes, I'm willing to pay your price? Or, no, no. So you'll come out? I'll come out anyway, mm -hmm. um, if, once I've, once I've um, qualified you. Sure. Because at some stage I've got to go and see some people. Mm -hmm. So so once I've qualified you, you know, you, you're in a, you're in a, you seem to know what you're talking about, you seem mm -hmm. to, you, you, you've got, you talk about time frames, you've got a bit of an idea of budget, or you may not know, um, you're in a good area. Yep. You, you meet my criteria for an A, B, or C client, mm -hmm. um, and, and then I organise to, to come out and have a visit because everyone has different strengths. And my best strength is probably being face to face, going, Look, Marty, look at this yep. gutter here, we can do that and give you some options. And that, I suppose, that's a part of our sales training with, with TPB about mm -hmm. our sales training, you know, getting that in order as well because that's a big part of it as well. 100%. Uh, so, what are you doing when, when you get to site? It's the initial visit. What are you doing in your walkthrough, in, in particular with regards to your prelim budget, how you charge for quotes? I've got a fancy brochure, which is which is quite nice. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just basically outlines what our, what we actually, you know, our scope, what, are we, what they're actually paying for. Sure. You know, so that it's important and everyone's going to be a little bit different, but actually what is your offer? Mm -hmm. And what's yep. the value cool. to them for that, for that money? What do they get in return, I guess? Um, and, you know, I suppose some of the big objections have exactly that. Why would I... What I pay you and the guy down the road can will do it for nothing. Yeah, you know, so that's when it comes into our in-house content desire, so, our expertise, and, and mm -hmm. all those sort of things. Our, our testimonials from other clients, and just sort of I say packaging that into something. Go well, actually, you know, you're spending three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. Is it worth getting that accurate at the start? Yep, hundred percent. Okay, and then how do you frame it up? When do you introduce the agreement? So, so we is it when you leave? Or do you say, hey, I, I, I will send you this agreement, it's a two-pager, here's what I need you to sign, it's three and a half K or whatever it is. Yeah, we basically just, um, we'll go back, just email initially, hey, look, we've had it, because... So you've let them know at the end, hey, great, the next step is our prelim budget, like, what do you say to let me know that I don't get an email out of the blue going, 
yeah, so, for? Yeah, so we, it's sort of over over the few years for me, it's actually changed a bit. So mm-hmm. so I'd always go as a sales, because I always go out to do the first visit, because I can do a visit with a client in, in 20 minutes, mm-hmm. pretty pretty much, got that down. Yeah, 20 minutes for me, going to visit a client, it used to be hours, but I can do that pretty quickly now. Um, we'll talk about primary budget, if they want to go ahead, they'll basically verb, they'll email me, hey, mm-hmm. yeah, please go ahead on your primary budget, give me confirmation. Mm-hmm. Then I'll organise Peter, I'm curious to go out there. Yep. And then we'll establish the price based on how much sure. work's involved. Gotcha. The old days, they used to have a set price, but it does change. So then mm-hmm. I establish the price, and basically, we just send out an invoice. Sure. And they need to pay, they pay the invoice before we start, simple as that. Awesome. I've made a mistake in the past of, of, of trying to get money out of them once you presented it. Mm-hmm. And if it's over their budget, the last thing they want to do is pay for an invoice. 100%. So no one, you know. And what's, I suppose, the most interesting thing is that sometimes that won't happen right away. They've still thought about it. They've done their homework. They may have got some other builders mm-hmm. in. Yep. But it's really interesting, like two or three months down the track, four months down the track, you'll go, hey, can we do the primary budget? I've had that done even a year later. Yeah. Because they've had other builders in. They've realised that actually we're quite experienced. It's actually worth paying for our service. Um, you know, they've probably got free quotes and that are pretty, um, I guess, pretty amateurish or, or, or there's not much detail. So, yeah, I get that often that... Out of the tra- right down the track, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And does that go into a separate trust account that's solely for their allocated to their job? No, not we don't. I know other builders do. I know we don't because you know a maximum we charge is eighteen hundred dollars, so it's not a it's not a it's not a huge account uh, amount. I know some of our clients um, run trust accounts and they're mm-hmm. doing maybe doing some bigger renovations or bigger new builds that supplying yep. you know plans etc. So yeah, and it, it gives the client satisfaction that their money's not going to be be lost. But like I say, initially for us. Um, it's, it's a pretty small out, outgoing um, mm-hmm. at the early stage, so we haven't really sure. got too involved with that. Okay. What are the key objections to overcome from the client with regard? Because obviously you get out there, they're impressed with your knowledge and expertise. What are the top two or three you know, concerns they have or about this? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably, probably A is yeah, why would I pay for a quote when I get a free quote? Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked a little bit about that. Um, the second one would be, yeah, so why, why would I pay for a quote? Do I have to build with you once you've done that? Are you locked in? Right, okay, yep. No, you, no you're not locked in. Mm-hmm. But you're not locked in at all. It's just we're just providing a service. So it's almost like separate from building. We're providing you a, a, a early stage budgeting. But the way we basically do it for us is that, I'll, I'll explain the process a bit further. So we've done our early stage budgeting and, and our price is, is 400 grand and their budget's 350. So we, we chat about ever increasing the budget or changing the scope. And then once we've got the budget and the scope matched, well, then then we engage the architect to the working drawings. Gotcha. There's no point doing that beforehand. So we gauge the architect to the working drawings only then and then because um, we can change. It's easier to change the early stage concept than it is to change council working drawings. Gotcha. Once we've got the working drawings, well, then we do offer a fixed price quotation. Gotcha. Will they go to another builder to get quotes? Possibly they may, mm-hmm. but they've... They've met my team, they've met my plumber, electrician, they've seen how um, professional I am or experienced as well as my QS. We've met their budget yep. with their scope. Is there any need to go to another builder? More than likely not. Yeah, 100%. It happens sometimes, sure, absolutely. And that, if that's the case, that's the case. I was at another job yesterday, um, presented my primary budget, had a really good look, look around this villa, and the guy said, just hold fire. Um, I've got three other bills I'm seeing, and then we'll get back to you. Cool. So first thing this morning, 7 o'clock, sent him a lovely email, you know, yeah. hey, just reiterating what we talked about, our start dates, our process and all that, and, mm-hmm. and done now, so that, I can't do any more. Yep. 
gone away. Whether I get the phone call or get the job, great. If I do, great. If I don't, it doesn't matter. On to the next one. Put that aside. And I think that's one thing I've learned too. 100%. Do everything you can do and then park it and get on to the next one. Yeah. How does it work with architects? How do you work with that if they've got plans, your architect, preferred architects, etc., etc.? Yeah, it's once again, architects are interesting characters and I know a lot of them and a lot of them are my good friends as well and over over the years. So it's educating the architect really. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's more of a slower burn. So educating the architect and when you go and see your preferred architect or catch up with architects, it's actually about your process. So several of my architects have my process now in their process. Awesome. So they'll send a, a proposal out to a client, but in their, in their process it'll have, hey, license renovation will then provide a early stage plenary budget. Awesome. So over time, and that's a really good thing to have because it gets you and the architect embraced together. So one thing for the architect, architects are pretty busy at the moment mm -hmm. and to draw plans costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time. So the benefit for an architect of doing an early stage budgeting, what it means is that they can just draw a sketch design and we can price it, which buys the architect some time as well. Awesome. So they can actually load up their jobs. Yep. You know, so they can yeah. fit more jobs in and more cool. clients. An architect, if you sit down and actually have a good conversation with the architect, the least money they make is from redrawing stuff because the client's budget's not met and they have to change it. So they don't make a lot of money doing that. It's always, a, it's always a, for them, a difficult conversation because they've just ideally been paid to draw some plans to a, a scope and a brief and a budget, and it hasn't worked. 100%. So, so for them, yeah. So how have you gone and how many architects are you a preferred builder with, and how have you gone and approached them? So I'm a, I use about five different architects. Um, we don't use too many. We're only a small company, um, and architects seem to work well. And with that preliminary budget, it buys us all time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just sitting down with them and explaining our process. And some of them are on board, some of them aren't. So over time, I just use the people that are on board because in the day, it's that's my process. So I'm owning I'm the process. Yeah, yeah, the worst thing is bending your process for the way that other people want to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really interesting um, how the architects do really, really, li really like it. You know, yeah, awesome. Uh, what are the key clauses that you put in the agreement? What are the top two or three that are, you know critical? Don't have any, Marty. Sorry. Just, <laughs> just pay your pay your invoice for that. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically pay your invoice we'll and, and when you do this, um, like I say, in our in our, um, I suppose our scope or what we promise them to do is our, our you know, um, you know, present a fixed price quote at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Help them, help them, um, either with their scope or their budget. You know, work with them to the best of our ability um, to get that working. Um, have a couple of meetings with architects if we need to. But yeah, it's pretty, it's interesting because it's, there's a lot of talk about this mm -hmm. and it's, it's actually, it's, it's actually quite easy and, and, and I think the biggest thing, my biggest point would be, we all think we're doing a disservice by charging someone, we're, we're actually, we're just, just a disservice to ourselves, we're actually not. The clients are getting so much value um, from actually being able to offer them a service from professional trained builders. 100%. Yeah. When should someone introduce this? So. Typically, it's a lot easier to do it if you've chock full of work, you've booked out six to 12 months in advance, you're not desperately needing that next job at any margin just to keep you guys busy. It's obviously a lot easier to do it with a good, confident mindset. Like, is there a certain time in business or just when you're tired of dealing with tire kickers or when you've got truckloads of work? Oh, i just do it straight away, to be honest with you. Um, but, but, yeah, I think, you know, those are very valid points because you want to have, you want to be passive cash flow positive, positive because you, if you're not getting enough leads in, well really you need to be working on your leads you know, yep. you know, before so you've got some, you've got your pipelines getting full. There's no point, no point doing the next step which is hey let's charge for our time if our pipeline's not full. So I think it's, yeah. you're exactly right. So then when your pipeline's full, 
how you got some choices. So you got yeah. your A, Bs and Cs, you're not having to, and, and you're not having to go and just take a job on for the sake of taking a job. But don't get me wrong, I've been there and done that. Sometimes we have to take a job because we may not be making money, but we're treating water, water we're breaking even, we're staying afloat. Yep. So once you get out of that stage, yep. then start introducing, and you may not introduce this on every job, you still may be doing some charge-up jobs. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you can actually then eventually start you know, charging the old, I mean, I've been looking at some of our TPB members and of late and getting some great wins, haven't they? This yeah, thing, it's, I'm, I'm like, whoa, this is awesome, you know? And um, just making a big difference in their lives and the everyday management of their buildings, of their, of, their, of their companies. But they're just slowly introducing it. And it's, it's, it's not a, you don't just drop all your, drop everything and do this. Mm, it's just, and, and, and then yep. also you have to have the ability and the expertise and skill to do it as well. Yeah, you know, whether Yeah, because what you're promising, you're charging for all. So when you start charging for this, you have to have a responsibility to actually get it right, be accurate. I think that's where the scripts, the agreement, the what to do on site, the frequently asked questions, the training really helps overcome all these concerns because it gives you the confidence of exactly what to do and say mm. you've got a community of 400 plus building company owners that you can talk this through with as well. Yeah, and you're doing it anyway. It's just that you're not charging. Yeah, 100 um, You know, and, it's, and, and once, like I say, it's not, don't be worried about charging. You're actually, you're actually giving you a service. Yeah. You know, that, that's what you're doing, and you're gonna have you got a little bit more time to do that. That probably better. So, in 2020, how many prelim budgets would you have put out there, and how many of those go through and convert into jobs? Um, oh, I don't know exactly now, but I'm probably doing a good good 20 or more. Mm -hmm. um, and then what would be your conversion, conversion rate? Would be it's got to be like 85, 90 percent. Man, so that's got to cut out so much. Yeah, just wastage opportunity through the sales process and time. Yeah, I've got two more to do next week. I'm basically doing, and, and some, like I say, some of them aren't necessarily ones like I, as I said before, is this little forty thousand yep. job next week, um, and a few others to do next week as well. One guy got back to me after about two years. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see him next week as well, so it's pretty busy. But yeah, it's just it's just sort of in the building industry in New Zealand, Auckland at the moment is really busy. Yeah, it's, like I say, it helps alleviate the cost of my QS. Mm -hmm. doesn't pay his whole whole salary, but by the fact of getting the jobs at a good healthy margin and actually working with clients that respect what we do, it's huge because when our builders go onto site, they go, Russ, how come you get awesome clients? Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the big things. When you send your team out to work, you want them to work for good people. But the people that sign up for your primary early stage costing budget, they believe in your process, they believe in your expertise and experience, and they're happy to work with you. And, uh, and that, that makes a huge difference with your team going forward working on the actual job. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And they understand, you understand it. Yeah, exactly. It, it just puts you above everyone else and shows the rigorous processes that you have, the systems for what is typically people's biggest investment of their life. Yeah. So lastly, what are the first steps that any building company owner who's tired of you know dealing with tire kickers, wasting a lot of time doing quotes, getting price checked, what are the first steps that they should take if they want to start getting paid for their expertise? The first step probably is to realise what you've been doing wrong and the pain you're going through and how much money it costs you to actually quote. So if you actually add up all the, all the times you went out to uh, do a quote and go, wow. Yeah, good point. Yep. So actually Even realizing you just did that for a month, right? Yeah, and go, you can quantify it. You can go, okay, I quoted three jobs. Shit, I actually spent 35 hours in total. Side visits, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, didn't get the job, you know, I might have got the job, I didn't get the job, I spent all that time. Yep. And, and, and so knowing where the pain is, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
I suppose it's just you know perfect opportunity now with Christmas coming up. Draw a line in the sand. Work on your business over the summer break. Yeah. Um, yeah, for a week or two. Um, implement some of the TPP strategies and, and and the stuff that we have for our members. And just going right, I, I can do this because a lot yep. of it is actually mindset. Uh, it's all mindset. You know? isn't it? Yep. And the way I do this for my business may not be exactly the way you do it for your business, yep. but if you sit down and think about it, and you go, well, how do we actually quote now? What can we do differently? Yep. There'll be a, there'll be an answer. You know, absolutely. One hundred percent. And action trumps everything. Mm -hmm. So, the first thing I'd say is don't overthink this. Make a decision that you want to change. Get into action. Seek out advice and put your first foot forward and you'll have a massively different impact in your business, in your own life, with your team over the next 12 months. Oh, totally. And like I say, some of the, the members that implemented this a few years ago, man, they just go... No, Jesse on the webinar, 5K uh, last week, Lance Irving, 10K the other day, or in their prelim budget service. Yeah, it was really interesting with Lance's comments, you know, and, and we introduced that or helped them with that process probably three years ago at Boardroom, yep. boardroom in Fiji. And yep. he started, we chatted then, and he's doing it, and he's doing all his jobs, and he is um, a very, very astute business person and, and builder. Um, yep. Loves an awesome company, and he's just rocking it, so it's cool. Game changer. Yeah, right, thanks for your time, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Talk soon.